imagine English not being your native language. And for some of you listening today, you may be agreeing with this because English wasn't your first language. But for students who enter a classroom and have to submerge themselves in the language, it can be pretty overwhelming. When thinking about supporting your ESL students in writing, I am sharing some tips and strategies that worked for me having taught in Title I schools where not only were my students from lower socioeconomic statuses, but several of them were ESL. Luckily, I attended several classes and trainings on working with ESL students, and when reflecting back on my time working with them, I want to offer what worked to achieve writing success. If you have ESL students or any students who could use some writing support, this episode is for you. I will meet you inside. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Literacy Dive podcast. If you are new here, I have a great episode on writing strategies that I'm sharing today in connection with your ESL students. If you are a returner, I hope you loved the read aloud series that we did the last few weeks and we are switching it up today. But also if you're a returner, I would love it if you would take a moment to leave a rating and a review for this podcast. Make sure also that you are following along anyone who is not already, because that is how you will stay in the know when a new episode comes out, if a bonus episode comes out. And also leaving a rating and a review is just such a great way that you can show support for me sharing information every week. And it really helps to push this podcast into the hands and ears of other educators who might not know that it exists. So thank you so much for your support as always, but welcome back. I'm excited about this topic today. I love all things literacy, especially writing and being able to support students whenever they need a little extra tender love and care. The world as we know is becoming more diverse, and this also means that our classrooms are becoming more representative of the world, which is just amazing. Now, the English language is tricky for native English speakers, and so imagine how non-native speakers feel when they are being exposed to the language. In most cases, children do pick up skills faster than adults, but they still might have trouble fully grasping the skills and the strategies initially. So what do you do? I am excited to share some ideas that you can keep in mind when thinking specifically about your ESL kiddos. So let's dive right in. One thing that has worked for me that I love using with all students, but especially with my ESL students, is giving them sentence frames. Now, giving them a sentence starter is going to help them to find success, and the beautiful thing is that if you give them the starter, they still have to complete that sentence with their original thoughts and their original words. And so here, this is really going to help to structure the English language for them. 
And it's going to also help not only with their writing, but with their oral responses too. Getting started is sometimes the hardest part. So a sentence stem or a sentence starter provides a layer of support that alleviates the stress of wondering, how do I even begin this sentence? In my experience of working with students, it is not that they lack the knowledge or understanding of what they want to say. It is merely trying to get it out into a way that makes sense in the English format. So if you can give them this support, it makes it way easier for them to finish that sentence and share their unique thinking that is going to show you that they are comprehending whatever it is that you are wanting them to respond to. Now, giving them these sentence frames also is going to boost their confidence because your students are going to begin feeling accomplished, knowing that they wrote a sentence onto their paper. And that for them is going to be the best feeling ever. So if you have ESL students in your classroom or if you have students who just need a little bit more support, I really, really would encourage you to give them a sentence frame, sentence starters, sentence stems, whatever you want to call them, paragraph frames, paragraph stems, and let them use those to get their thoughts out. Using graphic organizers. This is another big key piece that really helped me find success with my ESL students because with these graphic organizers, they were able to organize their thoughts in the way of this map that was presented to them. Now, these graphic organizers can be used across different stages of writing, like you could use them specifically for brainstorming. You could use a graphic organizer specifically for drafting. You could even use a graphic organizer for revision. When it comes to brainstorming, you know that I am a person who loves to give ideas or examples or try to paint the picture for you. So when it comes to brainstorming, you could think about word clusters. So maybe you have a topic in the middle and you're just wanting them to generate anything that they can think of that reminds them of that topic, maybe like a beach, and they can be able to talk about that vacation, and they can just write down what they saw, what they heard, things that they did, and they are just merely making this word, and they're adding other words that are going to be connected to that main word. You could also just use a standard web, which is very similar where that topic is going to be in the middle, and then they are just shooting out any different type of experience or event that they had connected to that topic, and then maybe they can narrow it down by choosing one or two of those that they can expand a little bit more in depth. And so that's a great way for them to brainstorm and to just kind of make it more visual instead of keeping it in their head and having that task of having to go straight to drafting. Story maps are really great for chunking events and sequencing, and so I love doing story maps of some sort for drafting. And these are super simplistic. You can have three boxes that are labeled B, M, E, or beginning, middle, end, and you can have them illustrate a picture of what that beginning looked like in just one sentence about what happened in the beginning, what happened in the middle, what happened at the end. And once they kind of have that story mapped out, Then they can start adding all of the key details for each specific part to that story that they sequenced. So that is going to be another way that you can be able to help make this learning visual, make this writing visual, and use a graphic organizer. Thinking about using templates instead of blank pages 
That's going to be what's needed to sometimes help those students to make writing manageable and to make it concrete. Once everything is listed out, then it can be pieced together to become the greater whole. So really think about how you can use a graphic organizer. Again, nothing super fancy. I actually like these to be very, very general and basic so that they're not lost in all of the fancy details. They can really just zone in on what am I supposed to be doing at this time. Checklist. If you have students who need or maybe they're learning a new process for the first time or there's a lot of components and it's a lot to remember, checklists are really great for them. They're great for all kids. But specifically for your ESL kids, I love giving them writing process checklist. Now, when I'm starting off with them, you can do a simplified version of what you want your students to be held accountable for moving through in terms of the writing process. And then you can grow to that checklist whenever they are ready. Because as we know, there's a lot of things to check for underneath every step. But here you are just wanting them to build their confidence and to find success. You can also think about how you can use checklist for moving through parts of a story or whatever genre that you're writing about. You could have something as simple as, do you have an introduction? Do you have supporting details? Is your writing sequenced and in order? Do you have a conclusion? And again, do whatever is appropriate for your specific student. If they are new to the country, then maybe you are only worrying about, is it in sequence? Or do they have a couple of details in an illustration? Once they get ready, you can start adding in all of those other parts of writing that we want to include, but you definitely want to do it whenever your students are ready. Ultimately, when you're thinking about using checklists, you should be thinking, what should be included or what should I be held accountable for doing? These are great questions for any student, but especially for those students who are experiencing these writing processes for the first time. You want them to understand what should be there or what I need to be held accountable for actually doing here. Also, you could be looking at their assessment markers. Now, I've always referenced TELPASS and knowing what each student should be doing to progress to their next level of proficiency was always helpful when I was designing what to place on their checklist. So while this does take a little bit extra planning and work for your students, this is also going to help them progress to that next level when it comes to their TELPASS testing And so it's a really, really great strategy that you can just start implementing, and that's going to help them overall get to the next level, which is what we want. Keeping sentences simple and short. Now, don't come for me because you know I love talking about writing descriptively and making sure that we're stretching sentences, but opposed to that thinking, short and sweet really are the name to the game for your ESL students. So for this, you want to model short and easy to understand the sentence structures with these kids. If you're using complicated sentences, formal words, and lengthy sentences, that is only going to make your readers get confused and bored with your writing. And they will most likely lose track of what you're even trying to convey to them. So instead, you will want to shorten your sentences you will want to use terms that are related to the topic. Include transition words correctly for them, and you'd want to keep that language simple. You want to prevent overwhelm, and you want to present a method of sentence writing that is achievable. This is also going to help 
when focusing on sentence structure and more so capitalization and punctuation. It becomes way easier to include and to edit for those within sentences when they are simpler in nature. Your ESL students might not be confident using the English words, and this might make them stick to one particular sentence structure. So I'm here to tell you, it is okay. Once they become more comfortable, they're going to begin wanting to diversify and branch out with these different types of structures that you're reading and that you're writing. But for this, you want to celebrate simple sentences and begin varying those sentence lengths and styles as you feel they are ready. Are your students feeling bored, disengaged, and lacking confidence when it comes to writing? Are you feeling defeated and stressed because you just want to be the best writing teacher ever but can't find the time to create simple writing routines or even maximize the small chunks of time that you have in your day? What if I told you that I have a solution and that this solution will result in your students wanting to write? You heard correct. No more forcing them to take out their pencils. They will be begging you for more time. Writing Made Simple is a writing membership that supports teachers like you by giving you creative writing routines that will have your students writing without them even knowing it. Each month, you will be supplied with writing routines, an easy lesson plan with support and extension ideas, exemplars to model with, and templates that are print and go. Best part, we are keeping it simple. So carve out five to 10 minutes and let these routines lead the way. Visit theliteracydive.com slash join to learn more. This next one is going to sound like, yeah, duh, but I'm telling you, this is not something that always happens, so I'm putting it in this episode. Practice writing. The way to improve in anything is by doing it daily. Now, this does not mean that you have to do it for hours and hours, but just having interaction with the thing that you want to get better at is key. In this case, it's going to be the actual practice of writing. You can engage your students in the easiest ways. Daily writing. This can be short entries, one sentence, or even one word tied with grammar. Let them focus on just that one word and apply the skills that you have taught them like using a prefix or a suffix or a vowel team. Any of those, even if they're writing one word, is going to be really great practice for them when it comes to writing. But writing one sentence does the same thing. You can focus on sentence structure. Or if you want them to write a little bit more, they can write a very short entry. But all of these different practices, whether it's a short entry, one sentence, or one word, are going to be seconds, if not just a couple of minutes, but it really can be done in just a couple of seconds if it's just one word. Journal writing. This is going to be quick exposure to recapping personal experiences or daily events. The thing about this is that any child should be able to journal rather easily, and while you're at it, let them illustrate too. If writing presents a challenge, let them label their illustration or make a list of the people involved or maybe make a list of the setting or a list of the main events. They can be able to label versus writing in sentences. But with journaling, 
every child has an experience and every child can recap something they did in the day. And this is a really great way to get your students writing, but also allowing them to illustrate. And it's a really powerful practice. Quick writes and other types of writing routines are also really, really great for the practice of writing. Now, while this can be educational, you can pick a word that's connected to one of your subjects, no matter if it's math or science, reading, writing, social studies, history, whatever it is, you can be able to pick a word and have them do a quick write educationally. But I also love to do these just for fun because that's when you really get your students to loosen up. They really can just be able to focus on whatever they want to choose because of that free choice element. And it really does become stress-free if you can just break off the education and allow this to happen for fun. Now, a lot of people have asked me about Writing Made Simple, this program that I created, and this is one of the reasons why I created it, more so in the way of offering it to teachers and parents to be able to use with their students and children. It is because I found success with this type of implementation And it made me really excited to finally allow others to get the success too. But the whole idea here is that these are quick, fun activities that are not connected to anything that's graded, anything that needs to be edited, anything that you have to, you know, score. This is just for them to practice doing what you want them to do, which is to write. Reading responses are also great because this is going to tie in writing with reading. Now, this should also be really quick, and I recommend using sticky notes for any types of reading responses, or you can section off parts of your notebook by just, you know, putting a black line through the middle just so that they know you don't have to fill up that whole entire page. This is going to be how much you want those students to write. Like if you give them a sticky note, you can only write enough to go on that sticky note. And so it kind of lets them know, hey, I'm not wanting to overwhelm you. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to write five paragraphs. I just want you to write a little bit for me. So sticky notes are just the perfect size and it allows students to have a clear focus of the skill and specifically write to that skill. This can also be done orally because as we know, in order to write well, we all have a story to share and sometimes it starts with us speaking well. So a lot of your ESL students, if they are being assessed by using Telpass, they also have an oral language component. And so a lot of these reading responses can also be done orally. You can still plant the language there for them and then your students can be able to speak it. And once they feel comfortable speaking it, they can then transfer that oral response into their quick writing. Giving your students access to tools and resources. Scaffolds are key in order to help assist your ESL students or any student who needs a little more support. Scaffolds can be sentence starters, the graphic organizers like I mentioned earlier, But they can also be anchor charts or any type of graphic that can help your students to remember key information or to connect different ideas together. So what you'd want to do is make sure that whenever you do have reminders, you want to add visuals along with those reminders. Those icons and images are super helpful for students in terms of remembering what skill or strategy that's for. And so if you can pair the icon or image with the skill or strategy and then build off of that, it's going to be super helpful for your students. 
These charts that I'm talking about can also have examples that kids can borrow from. So taking it a little bit farther from that sentence starter idea, you can think about giving your students exactly what they need and then letting them alter it. So often I think that we fall victim to thinking that kids have to think of something from scratch, but so often I would encourage kids to borrow from the examples I provide or that we can document and pull from a text. They can swap words around, they can simply use the pattern of that sentence scene, but the importance is giving them access and exposure to whatever might be unfamiliar and unnatural to them. Once they start having exposure and they have ways to manipulate it, then they're going to be more comfortable and they can start doing some of this on their own and they're not going to need your examples anymore. I do this a lot with writing leads. I do it a lot with writing conclusions. I do this a lot with finding different word choices. I do this a lot with finding descriptive language. I like to give them examples, figurative language, whatever it is that they can use or that they can change up to fit their story or to fit their particular writing, but I encourage them to just use it. And you can do this too. Read, read, Read. Reading books are filled with the English language and various sentence structures are presented within those texts and in those books. So reading to your students daily is going to give them ideas. It's going to give them words that they can use within their own writing and words that they can generate and use whenever they are orally responding. They can even look for evidence and borrow language from that author, which gives them the practice as well. So whether you are reading, whether they are listening to an audio video book being read to them, or whether they choose to read short text to themselves, being submerged in the language is going to enhance their overall language and their writing skills. So keep in mind that reading is heavily connected to writing, and the more that you can read and allow your students to experience a book, the better chances they are to have those different structures enter into their compositions and strengthen their own writing skills. I have shared six ideas with you today, and while there are other things that I've done for those ESL students that I have serviced in the past, these are some that I really, really find success with and also with just all of my students, but these are some that I really can, from the top of my mind, say that this has made a difference with those students. So as a recap, using sentence frames, sentence starters, paragraph frames, that's going to be super helpful in allowing your students to experience the English language and do a little bit of the work themselves by filling in the blanks. You can also think about how you can use graphic organizers to help support your students with organizing their thoughts and getting it out visually before they actually have to put it into the written sentence in paragraph form. You could think about using checklist. You can think about remembering, rather, to keep sentences simple and short for them, especially in the beginning, and then you can start growing the depth of those sentences as your students show you that they are ready. Simply writing. Writing is going to be one of the ways that your students are going to be able to grow and show the depth and the understanding of the different writing skills that you're teaching them. So getting them to practice writing daily is going to be the best way that you're going to start seeing this growth and seeing them achieve 
all of these different writing milestones. Giving them access to tools and resources so that they can be able to use those scaffolds as much as they need them, and then they will naturally wean themselves away from it once they feel confident with that skill. And then lastly, reading, reading, reading to your students. Remembering that when we can read different books, that English language is present and that can easily start transferring into their oral language and also into their written language. If you have any questions about any of these six ideas that I have shared today, be sure just to reach out to me. Send me a DM on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I will respond to anyone who sends me a message. If I have not responded to someone who has sent a message, it is because Instagram (laughs) has not showed it to me. So if you are someone who has not gotten a response from me, send me another message and I will hopefully receive it. But I would love to dive into any of these ideas with you and see how you can incorporate this into your classroom or to chat through your unique situations with these students who need more support or if they are ESL. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.